everyone. How are you guys doing? What up? <laughs> Good. I like that, guys. We need y'all to work on that every week. We're going to work on that. We're going to try. It's going to be like the five heartbeats. Ooh, all right. Nice we are heartbeat. back with all tea, no shade. All tea, no shade. Where in the we serve house. tea without the shade. So pull up a seat and let's start sipping. All right. So current score. Four two. You know I know that score. Jay was ready for that score. I'm a fourth quarter comeback guy, kind of guy. Oh. Mm, I'm not letting that happen. Mm. But the real loser is L because she only got one win. Uh, that was from like she week can't one. Can't stop us, cuz y'all can kiss my entire. <laughs> First of all, what, fill in the blank. What's the total score we're going to? Forever. 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 I gotta oh. separate this thing then. All right. So today's artist. That's a hint right there. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's five eleven. Five eleven. I got no heights. Okay. Four t- forty-two years old. 42, 5, 11. Is a musician. Okay. Has seven studio CDs. Seven studio CDs, 5, 11, 42 years old. So it's an old hip-hop artist for sure. Um, Singer or rapper? I think it's... um, Rapper. Master P. Rapper. No. He's way older than 42. He's older than 42? Yeah. You can find him in the Ciroc promotions. It ain't, it ain't 50 Cent. 50 Cent ain't 42, uh, is he? Ciroc, Ciroc. Jay-Z? Nah, no. Jay-Z's not. He got Ciroc. more than Who seven. Who does Ciroc? Um, I don't keep up with it's this not, stuff. It's not Diddy, because Diddy already yeah. has um. He got the, yeah, the other stuff. He was arrested for guns and weed, like all rappers. 50 Cent? <laughs> I just said 50. No. You did say 50, didn't you? Um, Guns and weed. Forty-two. Forty-two. Is there Kanye West? No. No. <laughs> Forty-two. Seven albums. Seven albums. Guns and weed. Um, Rick Ross. Oh yeah, he's sick right now. Damn. Uh, the boy is on fire. This is bad, this is bad yeah, for you, Tony. It's not I bad. On fire. I'm, I heard Rick Ross is kind of um, in the hospital. Though. He yeah, is. He has pneumonia. So, well, right now we don't know what exactly is going on with Rick Ross. So they said that he was in life support. Uh, lo and behold, the families come out and said that he was never in life support. They mm. said it was pneumonia. Mm. Um, but then they've also said it was a, a, a mild heart attack. Wow. Um, they also said it was might have been related to his previous seizures he had in 2011. Mm. So no one really knows what's going on with Rick Ross. But all I can say is setting, you know, Thoughts of healing and, and Definitely well wishes that. to him. So yes. is he? So he's not on life support, or he is on life support. TMC's reporting that he's on life support, but okay. people have contacted or have come out and said that TMC is incorrect. He's not, and he's never been on life support. Oh, wow. mm, okay. Well, that's kind of. I guess that's a blessing that's, in disguise that, that he's not on life support. Yes. So like he's one of my favorite rappers, man. He used to be one of my favorite rappers, man, but he kind of fell you, off, though. I'm the Boss. First of all, you can't say that without <laughs> cursing. I'm trying not to curse as much, guys. Why? Um, why? I don't understand that. Try, why what? Why not? Why are you trying not to curse so much? Because I just feel like it's too much. I curse like a sailor. A parent's listening. Every day I'm hustling. Every, that was the best. First of all, that's to this song day ever. is the very best intro I've ever heard. Like, every day, every... Oh, that's a good song, too. Yes. Every time you... I did do both of <laughs> <laughs> Every day, 
every day, day, every day, every day. Every and I got to miss everybody. Hey, <laughs> you, look, you look a little like Busy Bone. Everybody oh say God, that. I can't. All right, so, you know, well wishes to Rick yes. Ross. Yes, well wishes. Get well, big buddy. Get well. Right, What's moving next? on to our shout-outs and check-ins. I think you, Mr. T. Toe to the knee. Toe to the knee, that's me. So, uh, where we was? We talked about our 600th uh, listener. Nope, we hit her yesterday. No, the 500th listener, right? No, 500 we already 500, did. 500, that was Alicia Bernie. 600. Our 600 is Utonda Johnson. Out of Marietta, Georgia. Marietta, hey, Georgia. Georgia. So, right, so right now, we're, we're looking to approach that 700 followers. So, we need you guys to help us reach that 700 followers by sharing us. And when we say follower, right now, we're talking about Facebook. But we could use as much love as you can give on our Instagram as well. Yes. So, yes. our Instagram is All Tea No Shade Podcast. And our Facebook is All Tea No Shade. And if you go to um, our IG right now. I recorded a video walking up to Elle's place, Bruh. talking about Elle because she said she was lit. So she hasn't seen it yet. But oh my god, what? Yeah, I, I saw it. Now. Did you, you see it, Tony? You see I it? saw it. You ain't ish. This <laughs> was up. I'm done with you. All right. So how's everybody's weeks been then? Say that again. How's everybody's weeks been then? Oh, there we go. Because you know you was a little lit, so uh, she's trying to recover. We were not going to judge me today. <laughs> Um, go ahead, Tony. How's your week been? My week was there. Uh, still, it was like a blah week. You for know me. what? You you are developing a trend of blah it is, weeks. We, we gotta get you out of that blahness. We are. So yes, uh, I know how to do it. We turn up. That's true. <laughs> That's what we do. You can end up we with a broken chair too. Oh, you want to explain this broken no, chair to I everybody? Listeners, right now, tell them Jay. She has a broken <laughs> no, chair on, on the floor. Nah, I know. walked in. It was like. Just all over the place. And she won't tell me the story, so I don't know what happened. But Tony and I are making up our own story about what happened. So broken chair, broken knife. My knife is not broken. It is broken. She had a stripper in here last night. Yeah. That's the story. Tony and I it's glitter all over the floor. The fifth. You know what? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Like glitter. Tony, where'd you turn up last night? I actually went to Amateur Works. Amateur Works, if I'm saying it correctly. I don't know. I say Amateur Works. I think it's Amateur. But it's called The Heights at the, the market, whatever, which is uh, which is pretty cool because I was in Atlanta and I visited that one, and it's pretty much the same setup. Uh, Atlanta just has three stories. Oh, but, damn. But it's, 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 it's a nice, man. I mean, it's out here on the, on, on the Tampa River. Um, you can see downtown Tampa. I think everybody that's in the Tampa Bay area should definitely go check out that area. So it's I love it. I love it nice. when I've gone there. It's, it's pretty nice. I like the setup. I like the restaurants. It's all local restaurants. There's no big chain restaurants in there. Um, did they have a band there when you went? They did. They had like three bands going on. It was one outside uh, and one inside, and it, was, and it was a DJ. That's what it was. Uh, I went, I'm going to do it in a day. They didn't have yeah. anything playing, but I'm definitely going to go back probably next week because you know why? Why? Because I am off all next uh, week. Shut your Whatever. mind. But my week has been... Uh, she's hating. No, it's, uh, not good, it's not a good look. Uh, not a good look to be a hater. But my week has been good. My last day of work was uh, yesterday. Oh, wow. It was a bit of... Well, I should say my last day at work at my previous job was yesterday. It was a little bittersweet. Everyone saying goodbyes and cool. a lot of familiar faces. But it's been a good week. I had a date last night, which was amazing. That was a good date. It was an amazing date. Amazing. Amazing date. What happened? I even bought flowers. What shiznit? Yes. I haven't bought flowers in like 12 years. Dang. Ever. Wow. So I'm trying to do something You're a little bit different. you feeling this one then. 
For real? I don't know about all that. I'm just trying to do something different. If you do the same thing, you get the same result. You get the same, same result. result. Okay, so I'm you. trying something you. different. I told y'all, you know, a few weeks ago, I'm trying to date one person at a time. I just got to find that one person to take that leap with me. You heard Pastor. Pat, well. <laughs> so yeah, my week's been good. L, how's your week been? My week's been good. Outside of last night, what else happened? <laughs> Nothing. We were uh, practicing a lot, so I was debuting my ladies' team. I have a ladies' salsa styling team um, that we've been working with for a couple of months, and they debuted last night, and it went really well, so that was exciting. And so my week was literally all practice. It was work, then more work, then hmm. more work. Yeah. So. Well, that means you're probably burning a lot of calories, though, which is always good. I burned a lot of calories. I made up for it in ice cream. <laughs> And booze. And and excessive amounts of booze. So <laughs> I'm a little jealous, though. I ain't going to lie. I mean, I wish I could have been turning up with you because I heard it was a bunch of pretty women up in here. But there was. I can't even. I yeah. I mean, I'm never a hater except when Jay gets <laughs> off for work. <laughs> I think we're getting closer to how this chair got broken. Shut up. Mm. You ain't nothing. If one of the ladies is listening who was in this house last night. They all sign an NDA. I don't play. <laughs> <laughs> I believe her too. Yeah, <laughs> Go did. ahead and break that silence. It'll take you for your whole life. Uh, that's what's up, though. Glad everyone had a great week. Yes. All right. So, guys, moving on to today's topic. What is today's topic? Because honestly, I feel a little unprepared. Yeah. Today's topic is closure. Mm, closure. Is it real? Is it not? So, let's get into it. So, what Ooh. does closure mean to you? Closure. To me, uh, I don't even know. I used to believe in closure. And just to answer your question without going too deep, I think closure to me means that you have found a happy place of understanding why the relationship ended and your place in that relationship. Um, I feel like closure is more so about yourself than the other person because I don't know if you ever truly get closure from someone if they never apologize or you never talk to them or so what is closure really because if you never hear from that person ever again how do you get how do you get closure you know so i think closure for me is just finding a happy place where you understand for yourself your place in that in that relationship what about you tom um well i kind of looked at when i see about closure i thought about it not as in a relationship uh far as like life situations uh let's say like a murder or something and let's say you have, you know, a what? A murder. Murder. You, like someone got killed in your family. It's murder. Because sometimes you, there's. Oh, you were so country. There was no D in there. It was murder. Murder. It was a murder. We're not going to do this today about my country. Twine. <laughs> okay? It's like a murder. It's like a mirror? Murder. It's a murder. A killing spree, okay? <laughs> okay, so. So, but you know, um, and I think it um, closure comes to with, like, I guess. Uh, different characters for I mean like maybe more uh, religious people are more accepted to call it something closure mm-hmm. on something like that you know what I mean so um, it's I'm kind of stuck on it right now it'll help me out okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna come back to it I think closure is coming to a place where you have let go the situation, be it a relationship or be it a uh, a murder, <laughs> right? Where you've let go of, not necessarily forgotten it, but you are no longer 
bound or held in suspense by it. So when you're breaking up, you know, there's a point where you're kind of trapped in a breakup where mm-hmm. your emotions are still so tethered to the other person that, you know, you're kind of in a limbo. I feel like when you get closure is when you come to a place where there's that that cutoff and you are kind of come to your own and you reset and you're back to yourself, I kind of feel like. Yeah, I, I kind of I kind of agree with that because just speaking from ex- my, my personal experience is when uh, my ex and I broke up, you know, like like most relationships, it end abruptly, right? It's like a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, mm-hmm. a lot of miscommunication. You just say whatever the hell you want and then you move on and then you don't have a conversation about it. And so for me personally, when I... I reached back out to my ex, like trying to talk it out and trying to figure out, you know, what could I have done better? Right. It's like, okay, my closure was that, but she had already shut down. So there was, she didn't want to reply. She didn't want to talk back to me. She didn't want to reply to my text. She didn't want to do anything. So how was I going to get closure? So the only way that I could get closure for me personally was to write this long ass email about all the things that she had said to me that I didn't understand. And I tried to break it down in my own perspective of things that I had already done that was either correct, what she said, or not correct. And once I got all that off my chest, like I wrote everything and I sent it to her and never got a reply. But I felt better. Knowing that you did something. Yeah, because for me, that was kind of my closure of the situation. Do you think closure is real? Because I don't know if I believe it that closure is... The way that we talk about closure and, like, everyday common saying, common culture, mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe that it's real. I, do you believe that it's real? I think closure is real for the individual who's seeking it. Right. Like, personally, for their own life. You know what I mean? Again, my father, for example, we, had, we never had a father-son relationship, right? In my entire teenage life, I always wanted my father to be in my life. And then when I got 21, 22, I was still angry, right? I had all this anger towards my father. And my father would never have the conversation. He would never talk to me about why he wasn't there or, or whatnot. So how do I get closure, right? Like, clearly, I'm, I'm not going to get closure from my dad. He's not going to tell me something I need to know that's going to make me feel better. So for me, closure was learning to forgive. Like, mm-hmm. learning to forgive my dad for being human. Right. Because we all make mistakes, and he is who he is. And learning to forgive myself. So that was so closure is real for the person who finds that solution. Mm-hmm. I don't think closure is real as in, in the sense of I talked to you, you told me what you said, and now I understand. You know. So what about you? How you think it's you, you? You don't think it's real, but why? Yeah, I think closure in that sense. So I think closure is a very personal and independent thing. I don't think closure mm-hmm. is something that you can find with someone else. I think closure is something that you have to find internally. And so I mean, I think of like. People who, and I was big on this when I was younger, like I needed closure for every relationship I was in. And yeah. we, you know, we had to have that talk at the end or mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case is. And it's not real, right? You, you're having that talk at the end just because you want to push your own ideology, your own perspective back up onto that person. Like yeah. you want to say this, it all went wrong because of you and here's why. Yeah. I think really that's what those closure conversations are about, Right. Um, or it's like, you know, I forgive you, but it's not real forgiveness. (laughs) It's not real forgiveness. Or if it is real forgiveness, it's something that's, that could be understood or said other ways. But I feel like closure is just another, it's, 
Closure is supposed to be a period, and for a lot of people, it's an ellipses in that they use it as a way to um, make a situation that should have stopped or ended prolong it. They mm. they figure mm. out they make a they make it, they prolong it. Like so, I have a girlfriend who has broken up with her boyfriend, and she went to actually go and like talk to him to have this conversation and of course they end up sleeping together of course i mean duh like what are you, oh he's you're gonna go over to his house <laughs> oh okay we know what's gonna happen in that situation right absolutely and so they've been trying to have this closure conversation for like the last three weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. i'm like that you are not getting closure boo you are just Sticking gonna get pregnant it, yeah like, <laughs> and then you're gonna be stuck with it so you have, have um any one of you ever like gave closure for the other person not so much for yourself mm. So my story was kind of similar to yours as far as the relationship part. Um, I actually walked away from relationship just cold turkey. And and then I was getting hit up on, you know, like, what was the reason and everything. And I, I ignored it and everything. And then for myself, I felt like I finally needed to, you know, at least explain to her, give Why? her some closure. Yeah, yeah. Right, give her some closure. Like, it wasn't for so much for me. Mm-hmm. It was so much it was for her. So um, so I, I reached out to her and I, and I gave her all the my issues or whatever mm-hmm. it was and why I did it. <laughs> On behalf of her, you ain't shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and, I, and, I, um, and I accepted it. I knew I wasn't shit. So to this day, I am very sorry. Oh, <laughs> Tony. Told to the need to apologize to the, <laughs> to the lady he completely hurt. ghosted on ghosted. <laughs> terrible. So do you give closure? So like in the end of relationship, or at the end of any situation, right? And you know it's the end. Do you just like let them accept? Like, do you just take on the blame or the the cause or the injury so that they can get their closure? Have you ever done that? No, I mean, I think in my twenties, I was a very horrible relationship person. Like, I don't, I wasn't very good at relationships. So I think in a lot of cases, I was probably the blame for the most part. You know. Um, but in, you know, in my thirties, I have tried my best to, um, self-evaluate all the time and self-evaluate the, the, the relationship as it goes on. Um, so for me personally, I don't like, I'm not going to take all the blame. Like I refuse right. to take all the blame at this point in my life. I'm not taking all the blame. I'll take, I won't ignore what you say. You know, if you say, um, you know, you don't give me enough words of affirmation or you didn't give me enough words of affirmation, which is why I didn't feel loved. I'm not going to sit there and say, well, you're wrong. You know, I'm going to say, okay, I can respect that. And then I'm a, I'm a huge self-evaluator. I'm like, all right, what can I do better? What didn't I do better? But at the same time, I still have my list of stuff that I was like, look, well, here's why I got distant. You know, because I'm a firm believer that it takes two, no matter what. It's two, it takes two to tango, right? It takes two. To bachata. Yep. It definitely takes two. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I, I refuse to take all the blame. And if I fuck up, that's one thing. Like I, I right. you know when you messed up. Like a couple couple people prior, you know, I knew that I got distant and I knew that but I had my reasons as to why as to why I got distant. And I started doing things that were counterproductive to bringing that back together. You know? And so when I did that, I was like, you know what? I was wrong for doing those actions and I apologize, but there's also reasons why, why you did it, right? I did it. Exactly. You know? What about you, Al? You ever 
I'm the opposite, I think. So I'm you in your 20s versus um, you now. So when I was in my 20s, I definitely, like, I would not accept any blame <laughs> whatsoever. None at all? No. Wow. I'm a perfect princess. <laughs> oh, here we unicorn. go again. She said that I'm last week. I got unicorn. shocked by the, the electrical outlet. You know what? <laughs> I actually think that did happen. But um, no, now, you know, in my 30s, when I'm over it, I will take all the blame. That's why I know I'm over it. When I don't even care who's right, care, right, who's wrong, I don't care. Like, you can blame it all on me. You just want to be done. That's how I know I'm done. Yeah. And so, for me, when it comes down to the end and, you know, we're together and we're break, we, break, we break up, I'm no longer, I'm tapped out. Like, I'm mm. no longer interested in being right just to be right. If you want to be right, cool. Yeah. You know, so fine. It was my fault. Like, blame it on me. Yeah. Uh, I have no problems with that. But it's definitely I just, different. I don't like when people, like, I think in, in a relationship when it's ending, it's not about being right. And I can't it, stand it when people do that. It feels like that. Like, when you have, yeah. when you're forced to, I don't even have these conversations anymore unless they prompt it now. But, like, when you're forced to have these conversations, it, that's why I don't believe that they're actually helpful, right? Because it's literally both of you arguing over who was right and who was wrong and who messed it up, who messed up this quote-unquote good thing, mm. right? Do you think the way you communicate at the end like that is um, the way you communicated during the relationship, though? Like, if you shut down and they say, I just take all the blame, I'm like, whatever, I'm done with it, I don't want to talk about it. Like, in your relationship, do you think it was moments where you didn't want to talk about it either? You just, like, whatever. I'm... No, I'm a huge communicator in a relationship. Mm. That's how I know I'm done, though. Yeah. Like, I know I'm done when I don't want to talk because I'm all about, like, I don't believe in us having stupid squabbles and letting things, like, fester and get bigger. I'm big on communication. Like, if I do something, tell me, in the, like, immediately if you do something, I'm going to tell you immediately, which doesn't go over that well. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I'm big about keeping that communication open and talking a lot because I feel like when you don't talk is when things that are really small become big because they start stacking yeah. onto each other. So I'm a big, big communicator. So when it gets to the end and I'm done, that's how I, that's how I actually know I'm done, when I don't want to communicate because yeah. that is my default is to overly communicate. I feel like I'm uh, living my life through you guys right now. I'm older than you guys, so I didn't get, really get to do the uh, the dating thing like like I did. Cause I got married at a very very uh, young age, so just to hear these experiences is pretty is pretty dope to see you guys go back and forth on. You closure. dated now? I've dated yes, I've dated now, but I have not dated many people in my life. I can tell you that. This topic kind of so, reminds me of I'm sure both of you have seen it. The, um, the video of the, of the girl and the guy who sat down in front of each other. Bay, um, Bay what's it called? Ooh, Hurt Bay. Hurt Bay. Hurt Bay. And then, I guess that was like a, a form of closure. Did y'all see those videos? I did. Do and... you think it, do you think, what's your perspective on those vi- on that video? They did too. I know. So what do you think, how you feel about that video? Was did it closure in there? Okay. I didn't think it was closure. First of all, it was painful. Like, I physically was pain watching it. It yeah. was painful to watch. But um, I don't, I mean, I can't imagine that she would get closure from that. At the end of the day, it's it's more about you, right? So if your man cheats on you, you have to either, no matter what he says, 
you have to accept that he's a grown, independent person and that he cheated based on his character and not because of you. Because cheating has nothing to do... Well, cheating, I won't say has nothing to do with you, but cheating primarily, the actual action, is more about the person who's cheating than the actual people they're with, right? Because yeah. he should have broke up with you if it was something that you were doing wrong yeah, yeah. or that there was such a huge problem. But cheating is an integrity issue. It's a character issue, right? It's not... I can't force you to have a messed up character. I can't force you to have a messed up integrity. It's Therefore, true. I can't force you to cheat, right? And so I don't think her having this conversation with her cheating ex bay he's like telling her how many people he cheated with. Yeah. He couldn't even count how yeah. many. And saying, oh, it wasn't your fault. Well, she should have known that already. So I think that comes with self reflection and self evaluation i think closure happens once again internally and i think people keep yeah. looking for external sources to get this closure when i don't think that that's the right place to find it what's the name of the show it's a video it's a, it's a video yeah it's a video called hurt bay oh, hurt bay and i i agree i think not just with closure people look for external um answers but in, in everything in life right people look for look at religion for example really right. quick it's like people blame the devil, right, for everything that goes wrong in their life. The mm. devil did this. The devil did that. The devil did me again. And they overlook their own actions right. that got them there. Or in a sense of they say, well, God blessed me with this job. I'm like, well, and they overlook their own actions right. of applying for a job. I'm not saying that God does not help, but people look for that external, you know, value. Right. Right. You know, and in the sense of hurt bay, you know, she was really hurt in video one. And then in video two, she came back seeming like she was stronger. But the minute he started talking again about certain things, you can see her emotion start coming back and her frustration and her anger and her and she had to step away from the video because she was still hurting. I'm like, so clearly she didn't get closure from the first the first one. Right. And so yeah. she's not healed. She's not healed. And she keep, she keeps looking for towards this man and these conversations to get closure. She will never get there. She has to find that in herself. She has to find closure is literally something you have to find for yourself, in yourself, no matter what situation you're in. And if you keep looking externally, you will never find it. I agree. And what's scary was she she even said she had a boyfriend in video two. Boyfriend, you crazy. <laughs> video two. And she's clearly not over this guy. Have y'all ever been with someone who said they were over someone and you got involved with them and you realized they weren't over them over them yes. i witnessed that yes go ahead tell them i'm not gonna tell the story but <laughs> i have witnessed it yeah i mean how did it make you feel though like oh that? it made me walk away from it i left uh, yeah, so yeah yeah i've definitely been in like a situationship Ooh, situationship hey there we go some of them are good the funds yeah um with somebody who was still not over their ex and it's ugly. It gets yeah. really ugly. And you don't necessarily know what to do because they're hurt and you know they're hurt, but there's it's a hurt you can't fix. Right. It's literally something they have to find on their own. Yeah. And so, yeah, you have to at some point just walk away. It's hard, though. It's really hard. I, did they have, like, pictures and stuff in the house and stuff like that? No. I think a lot of the things that we... The reason why we didn't get into a relationship, why it was a situation ship versus a relationship was because of a lot of the, his hangups he had on his ex. Mm -hmm. So we all know we come into situations with baggage. A little bit of baggage, absolutely. But his baggage was like, hmm. 
He yeah. had to pay extra fees to take that Delta flight. Like <laughs> it was expensive because wow. it was big and it was heavy and he hadn't worked through it. And so he was trying to work through his baggage while we were together. Yeah. And it just, those two things don't really work out well ever. Yeah. I can honestly say my last relationship, I don't, I don't think my ex was, I think she was over her ex, but I don't think she was over the hurt. Mm. And the littlest thing was a trigger. Right. It triggered other things that she remembered that she experienced and it caused her to react a certain way to me when I was not doing those things. Those man. things. And so closure, man, like you said, I don't think closure does not come from talking to someone else. I think it comes directly internally and learn how to heal from those situations. So I heard I saw this Facebook post. And so this girl, I guess she had a key to her boyfriend's apartment and she was going to Drop him something off. No, oh, the video game. A video game, yes. Yeah, so you saw this too. I saw that. I yeah, saw that. she went to go get him a video game. Like she was being sweet. I think it was for Valentine's Day or something like that. So she goes and she walks in to the room, and him and his ex are passed out naked. Whoa. In the wow. bed. Yeah. And she doesn't do the typical reaction, which is to beat both their asses. Beat both their asses to the ground. What I would have done. That's what I would have done. I would have been in jail that night. That's why your knife broke. Hey. And her chair. <laughs> I'm just going to let you know. Let me see it. Because that will be the last thing any of y'all will see. Wow. Okay. But moving on. She, she had a flashback. I did. I had a moment. So she just literally takes the video game. I think she leaves the video game. Yep. Leaves the keys. The keys to his apartment, gets in her car, goes home within like a week, moves to a whole different state. Yeah, she said she changed her number, changed blocked his her number, number blocked, his cut him completely off, all without any word. He never knew what happened. Without any like conversation, without anything. She just literally, the go- she was Casper 2.0. Yeah, she was straight ghost. How would you respond to that? Like, have you been ghosted before in a relationship? I've never been ghosted in a relationship. I have been ghosted in dating, like in the beginning. Um, but in that experience, if, if that had been, if I was a guy that was that was cheating and I never heard from my, my woman again. You know something. I, I would, I, you would know something, <laughs> but I would be so fucked up like right. I, like especially if i've tried to reach out and i can't hear anything i can't talk to you it's like yeah i would be pretty messed up right. about it nobody's never ghosted me mom but the situation i was telling earlier i did the ghosting so i never experienced it but i can imagine what that would make me feel like so that yeah i would be i'd be hurt i'd be crushed man um because L's face know, right? right now. She like, ready to go, you she ready go in. You're the one that was cheating. <laughs> I know, but, but that's the that's the man's that's the, the yeah. things you're saying is integrity. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I hate men so much. I know, right? but I I think I'm any, a good guy now. No, you're not. I, think, I, I think anyone would be would be hurt. You know, I think even how though how can you be hurt? Because that's still your your love. I'm not saying it's right. Oh, you right. did say that was his ex, right? I'm not saying it's right. I gotta right. see this stuff y'all be watching. 
It was actually an article, I think. It was an article, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's real life. Yeah. Appears to be oh, real life. Shit. We don't really know. You never know. Out there. You never know. Right. Ghost URL streets. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. How would you, if you were, if you were the cheater, not the woman who yes. walked in? If, First of all, I wish that in that situation that I wasn't such a communicator. Because that to me is like epic levels of amazingness. Like, yeah. whew, yes, girl, you did that. But if I was the cheater and I couldn't get a hold of my girlfriend and I'm seeing her keys there, I'm seeing the game there. That's true. I would put That's the two true. and two together right. and That's be true. like, she caught that. me. Yeah, yeah. And I know I just was screwing my. First of all, if you, this is the thing, if you gonna cheat. <laughs> She getting ready. She did it like a, she moved her hair around and everything like like she's speaking to her brother no. or something. If you gonna cheat, be smart. Why are you cheating in your apartment when your girl has a key to it? And you would say, oh, well, he's just an idiot. I hear about this all the freaking time. You know he why? Probably got, he probably got comfortable with her not coming as often and definitely un- unsurprising like that. I think most people who cheat want to get caught. Ooh. Nah, I think they want to get caught. <laughs> you keep that one over there. <laughs> I think they want to get caught. <laughs> I think it's like sex in public. Yeah. Like you do it and you don't really want to get caught necessarily, but the idea, the idea of being caught makes it better. It makes no it makes no sense to me to to give your keys to your your boo and then not ex- know that the possibility of someone her or him coming into your they place. They had to get drunk. It had to be something there for that, just for them two to fall asleep like that. I don't know. I, all, all I know is, I wish, like, I wish I could. I would not just ghost like that. So, what would you tell him in terms of the cheater, the horrible, disgusting, gross man of a cheater? What I would, what would I tell him? What would you tell him if he told you he needed closure? Because he literally mm. got the ghost of all centuries. So, like, Ooh. according to y'all, he's super hurt. <laughs> you weren't this question. What, what do you say? No, she's saying, what will we tell the guy who got ghosted? Oh, for advice. Mm-hmm. Okay. He wants, <laughs> I thought she was trying to say. He I wants closure. He wants closure. How will he get closure on that in that situation? It's not. Especially if she ghosted. Yeah. I, I don't know what the hell to tell him, really. All you, I think it goes back to internal... Eternal reasons. Know your demons. Know how you fucked up. You know what you did. You know. You know you obviously did something. You know your. You know your partner. I'm trying to put myself in that situation. Like, what would make me? What would put my heart at ease? You gotta accept that you just you just fucked up. Only thing he could possibly do would go and reach out to the parents or her family. I wish he would. Oh, <laughs> what you mean? Then, okay, so that's how you gonna get her to come back. No, you so? that's how you gonna reach please, back out. If you if somebody ever did that to me, and then reached out to your parents, and then reached out to my daddy, oh, like, oh, you think your daddy like, would beat his ass? Oh, my daddy would do Papa more than that. E- Papa Edwards, I'm trying to find your Ooh. daughter. I don't know where she is. She just ghosted me. Can you please tell me where she? We ain't gonna tell your dad what happened. So yes, I will. Oh, so you would you you prep your parents. If no, that MF come I'm here, waking come. up with someone. I tell my mom, and my mom tells my dad everything. So. Yeah. Oh, your mama got You tell them details sometimes? Everything. They married. married. You got to know, when you tell married people stuff, you tell them both of them. Shoot, I don't tell my mama nothing, because I know anything Shoot. I tell her, she's going to tell my sisters, and they're going to know within 24 hours. So. <laughs> I don't say nothing to my family, my, to the women in my life. Well, Hell no. Mm. I was just talking about this other day with my sister, 
at work. And she was like, she said, my sister, I told my sister something in confidence. And wouldn't you know it, my mama come over to the house and she is upset with me about something. And I'm like, I looked at my sister and she would not look me in the eyes because she knew I knew that she told mama <laughs> what I told her she not to tell. And so wow. I know I don't tell my sisters anything. Mm-hmm. If, I got, if I got something to tell my mom that I don't want my sister to say or no, I won't tell them. They're older? Um, I have an older sister and a younger sister. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I tell my brother everything, but he, he ain't going to tell nobody nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, I I wish I had the composure as that girl to to just do what she did. Because I don't think I I would have. Yeah, it would have been some, some fucking frontage of moving. But in general, for like people who need closure and you get ghosted, I think kind of what Jay did is a good solution in the sense that. Talk to the mama. Don't talk to the mama. Oh. <laughs> but remember, closure is internal. So I think you write a letter. Yeah. You know, okay. and I think you put it all down, everything you thought. And I don't actually think emailing it is necessary, right? Because that, that's, Absolutely. that's external. But I think, you know, even if you do email it and it just goes to nothing, you get a mail receipt back saying it's an error. But I think just the act of writing it down, really coming to you know, really like thinking and looking at your relationship, looking at your part in your relationship, looking at their part in your relationship, analyzing where you went wrong and things you can do better. I think that is closure. And I think that's the best thing you can do to move on. That's always helped me. But again, I'm a, I'm a writer. I've always been a blogger, but, um, just again, speaking from personal experience, I mean, I was trying to go from being an angry black man to a, a happy black man and trying to understand my relationship with my dad i i came to a um a realization that that conversation was never going to happen so mm-hmm. i had to figure out something and so to l's point sometimes you need to write and so i and this was back in like early 2009 so and i i got some some paper and a pen and i wrote everything that i had ever wanted to say to my father down I had no intention, no intention of of mailing it off, um, but I wrote it. I folded it up. I put it in an envelope. I wrote my dad's address on there and everything. And I said, "I said," and I felt better. Hmm. And then I went to the post office, and I stood in front of that of that post office drop for about ten minutes, trying to figure out if I really wanted to drop this letter off to my father. Mm-hmm. And I did. I oh. dropped it off. Oh, cool. I don't, I, but the thing is, I never heard anything back from my dad. Wow. I don't know if he ever got the letter. Yeah. I don't know if he ever read it and cried. Right. I don't know anything about it. All I know is I did my part and right. I said everything I needed to say. And from that point on, and I was also my way moving here. So I, what I didn't want is to uh, leave Virginia to Florida and not see my dad and not talk to my dad in a peaceful manner only to get a call years later that he passed away. So it was like a cleansing for me. And gotcha. so I think closure always comes down to cleansing your own self, clean, cleansing your mind, cleansing your spirit so that you can just have peace within yourself. So you think uh, with, with the passing and, and if you wouldn't have sent that letter, you probably would still be I think, a little bothered? I think it depends on the person. I know for me it would have yeah. because, um, you know, both of y'all know me. I'm a very uh, people person. I love people and I never want anything on my conscience. I'm one of those, I'm one of those guys who... who I think I was about 28. I reached out to all my exes and was like, hey, I'm sorry for fucking up. Like, 
I was like, I'm sorry for what I did, for being the person that I was. It was like, that's how I am. I actually did that, you know, and I wanted it off my chest, you know. I never really seek for closure for any um, situations I've been in. Like, I I was never close with my dad, and I was the same way with, um, like you, um, I always wanted in my life getting mad. I was, I remember 13, 14 years old, I would sit home and cry. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, as I, <laughs> well, y'all laughing. I cried too, Tony. <laughs> right, I cried. I'm, 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 I'm laughing because it, it does bother you after a while. So, um, but as I got older, he started to come back into, into um, I ain't gonna say he came back into my life, but coming around more, coming yeah. back in the city and stuff like that. So, when he came, we would hang out or, or somebody died, or in our family, or whatever. We, that's how we would see each other. It yeah. always took something like that for us. But um, he was just a, 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 a constant liar, and mm-hmm. I think I got numb to it. Yeah. So I just I wasn't I wasn't caring anymore. And so um, the last I could tell you the last time I talked to my dad was probably three four years ago. He called me, uh, and I didn't like some of the things he had said. He made it seem like. I know they're listening, but he made it seem like I was like one of his, his best child. Like, how, mm-hmm. how, how, how can you say that when you ain't been around me like that growing up? But he wanted to leave me the life insurance policy. Uh, so, but when we hung up the phone, he never asked for any information. No, no address, no nothing. So I knew it was another lie. And that was actually like the last time uh, I spoke to this dude. And I, and I, I didn't care. I didn't mm. care at all. That's a touching story. I will definitely say, um, maybe something you might want to, well, I guess if you don't care already, you're already over it. Yeah, I've been over it. Yeah. I will say, I'm big on journaling. I have a journal. I have one. I get a new one every year. Yeah. Um, I think it's just good to sit down with your thoughts. I try to do it daily. I don't always make it, but I definitely do it at least three or four times a week where I just sit down and just write what's going in my head, what's going in my heart, what's going in my mind. I talk about, like, at least always try to hit health. I try to hit uh, goals that I'm currently working towards. I try to hit bumps, like emotional bumps, so things that are emotionally triggering me at the moment. And I try to hit triumphs, so the things that I feel really good about or the things that have kind of uplifted me, Mm -hmm. um, be them myself things I've done myself or things around me that have been good. And it's helpful because it, for me, it always realigns me. It always gets me back to my purpose. It always recenters me back on my goals. It always makes me more appreciative of the things around me and the people around me, right? So my triumphs for a lot of the times will actually not, won't be me. They won't be things I've done. They'll be things about people around me, things that they've done that I feel really inspired by. Um, or I feel really appreciative for it. And mm-hmm. so it helps me to become a more more cognizant of the people in my life and my role in their life and the impacts I have. And also it helps me to let go. So when I talk about my triggers, I'm talking about the things that are the people that are triggering me and really getting into depth and actually thinking about why they're triggering me, you can, A, find out that maybe you are just doing too much, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So sometimes you can be, you can be, due to, you can overanalyze something. Oh, absolutely. Over, your emotions can immediately pick something up and, and you are ODing on something that's not really that big of a deal. Yeah. That's the moment where you're like, wait, I'm not 
might have been going, I might have been ODing. Like, I might have just been mm. in my feelings. I need to calm it down. Yeah. But then also, you'll look back and you'll also get moments where you're like, okay, this is the fifth or sixth time where I've had the same, I've written the same thing down about this same person. Yeah. And this is not who I need in my life, in my circle, because they keep doing this super negative action and it doesn't feel right. And I've yeah. talked to them about it over and over again. And they don't care. So you start, you can start picking up patterns so much quicker because you're actually taking the time mm-hmm. to, to notice it. So closure for me is always journaling. It's always writing it down. It's always processing it and analyzing it. Yeah. And it's always internal for me. I think you need to write a book. You should write a book. You need to write a book on that. Everybody should write a book. Everyone has a story to tell. I told you the other day you had a, maybe the other day, but I think we first started podcasting. Yeah. I said you got a story to tell. You were telling about how you recovered from the accident you had. So, I mean, I think everyone yeah. has a story to tell. Everyone should have. Everyone should write. Everyone. So, basically what we're saying tonight is that closure is internal. Internal. And that you should either journal. Yes. Blog. Yes. And what else? Talk it out. Talk it out. To yourself. To yourself. <laughs> I talk to myself. So <laughs> there is no Wait, one guys. to talk to. Is this like a week that we actually all agree on stuff? I think it is. It's been a long. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. Hey. Step two, step, 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 step. Tony, you know that song. I hope. Yes, I know. Okay, I am old. All right, guys. Well, I'm gonna leave on this good note because we don't ever agree to anything. So let's just go ahead and move right along. Moving on along. That's what's up. You know what time it is. What time is? You know what time it is. What's your ish? What's your ish? What's your ish? What's your ish? What's your ish, ish? Tony? My ish this week is charcoal salt scrub. I don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> salt scrub. Women know what it is because women always putting that stuff on their body and stuff. But what they putting? The Why cha- you to wake me? He was rubbing, sorry, he was rubbing his breast. But like, no, uh, this is actually given to me. Uh, cause for blackheads on the face and all that stuff, so, ah, gotcha. so it helps with the face. And I use it for the first time. I actually had it. Uh, how long I had this stuff? I think since Christmas, but I just used it the other day. And I and I, you see all this Look, skin dead is, skin, skin is glistening right now. You little shiny this dead right skin now. just coming off in this thing. And I'm like, oh, that's nasty. But I, it, it burned like hell. It was burning. <laughs> that sounds like something else we use. <laughs> and I just said because my face was not, not used to something like that. But I actually love it. Um, it's using salt. it again tonight. Right. Do you know what the product is? It's like a certain company. Makes I forget it, the company or? brand, but it's, just, it's a charcoal blend. And it looks black like charcoal. We're going to post it on the, on, on the, on the gram and the yeah, book for y'all. We're going to post it up so y'all can go find out what it is. I always get joked on for being like super hipster hippie. Can't help it. Whatever. But activated charcoal is the ish, y'all. If you don't have Uh-oh. it, I told y'all. So I'm on the right page. I didn't even know. I told I'm on y'all. On the right track. I be walking in sometimes. He got a whole face on. I'm like, who is this? Is this like L.5? Like, what is what is happening? Activated charcoal is the most amazing product. You can eat it. You can put it on your face. You eat you can it. Brush your teeth with Tony, it. Tony, don't eat it. Charcoal pulls the pollutants. <laughs> well, that's the salt. Charcoal pulls pollutants away right. from you. So it's an amazing product. And people buy it into things. So I also have face masks with charcoal, activated charcoal in it. But you can DIY it yourself. Char- um, yeah, they also had the charcoal peels. Like, um, that's what I use. Right. 
uh, for food poisoning. It helps with food poisoning. Wow. So it pulls all that, like she said, all that toxins and stuff. Charcoal out. is the hmm. truth. It yeah. takes all the toxins out. Y'all have put me on to something new today. Cause I and also nerve pain. I had a, when I had a tooth extraction on nerve pain, I packed some charcoal in there. I, mean, I took one of the, the charcoal capsules, uh-huh. packed that thing in there. I was black all around the lips and everything, but <laughs> I didn't care. It took away that pain. Wow. It was good. So charcoal, uh, everybody's sleeping on charcoal. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, God, honest truth, I didn't know nothing about charcoal If you're this ever going to order a charcoal, make sure you get activated charcoal and make sure it's naturally activated. So sometimes they get, like if you go on Amazon or you go to certain places, the charcoal is activated through chemicals, which no go. So y'all ain't talking about the charcoal I be cooking my my steak with. I am done with you. <laughs> <laughs> you better go put about- some lighter fluid on. <laughs> you better go start. <laughs> we ain't talking about that. I can't go reach my my uh, my, my bag. <laughs> no, you can't have a barbecue and then use the charcoal uh, afterwards. Real face. Y'all get two for one. I can't use that charcoal. Wipe <laughs> it on my forehead, my big ass forehead. No, what's your ish, Jay? My ish. So y'all don't know by now. I am a huge uh, TV person and a huge Netflix um, person. And chill, chill. I don't know how you don't got no kids yet. Netflix and chill. No. Um, so right now, I'm sure everyone heard about it. This is a show called Seven Seconds. And have y'all heard about Seven Seconds on Netflix? Yes. Have you watched it yet? No. You should absolutely watch. I'm it. still trying to watch Black Mirror. You're so far behind. We've done like eight episodes ago. You're so eight far podcasts. behind. <laughs> you still ain't watching. Have you seen it? No. Okay. <laughs> I know he ain't talking. He, he fell asleep on Black Panther. We ain't going to go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> but, I had a perfect excuse. <laughs> but Seven Seconds is a, is a, another, it's a, so another show. It's like a, a crime drama. Um, the I'm leading, just going to come over. Come I'm over. I'm marathon with you. I'm on episode seven. Never so mind. But uh, the leading actress is another back. black black lady. I don't, I don't even know her name, but uh, it's a great show. So if you if you haven't watched it, um, you should definitely go check it out. It's it's, Seven it's really it's a real real quick synopsis. It's basically um, of the black family. Regina King's in it. I love Regina okay. King. Yeah. I watched some of this the other day. Yeah. I did. I did. Aww, yeah, she's you, I did. Tony. Yeah. I did watch it. And her son is her son is um is it- killed, and he's the cops are they cover it up. Oh. And it's based in Jersey, New Jersey. And so the whole season is basically the cops trying to keep it uncover. And Regina King and her husband kind of struggling. And the AP, who's a leading actress, is a black woman who's a fuck up. But it's really good. So check it out. Because Regina King what? don't do anything that's not bad. I mean, good. Because so. I almost didn't recognize it at first. Yeah. When I first saw it. Cause I, she was like in a hospital bed. She, like, she kept seeing this man right here. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I did see it. It was pretty good. Yeah. Regina King is not aging. Not at all. Oh, actually. yeah. She, she looks, looks good. Yeah. Actually, I thought it was Tanisha Arnold at first. Mm. That's what I thought it was at first. That look at yellow. That was Regina King. Regina King's behind the scenes, too. I don't think a lot of people realize that she produces and writes a lot of right. stuff. And so I think she, um, American Crime, she was on American Crime and ABC. And, but yeah, so Seven Seconds is good. L, what's your ish? My ish is actually um, this new artist called Deneo. Deneo. I don't actually think he's new. He is Just new to us. Yeah, he's new to us. He's from well, he's mixed. He's Ghana and Guyanese, mm. and he's a singer and rapper based out of London. And uh, let me play my new like this is my jam. Right? It's like fire. 
But he has a lot of really good music. I've been listening to his album for this week, and you can definitely tell that he is, like, you can hear the African and you can hear the Guyanese. So it's a lot of African-Caribbean mixes, huge influence. And so it's kind of like a more authentic Drake, I want to say, because Drake mm. randomly be breaking out in like Jamaican yeah, like, accent. I'm like, this is not authentic <laughs> at Canadian. all. Like, what are you doing, bruh? But it's like him. It's like kind of like a party next door and Drake okay. mixed together. So a lot of African um, vibes and beats, but with a huge Caribbean like influence. So I like him. What's the name of that song? Um, that song is called No Love. It's no on Love. His love. album sixteen. That's gonna be the, that's gonna be the song of the week for us this week. And when I came in the door, El was already jamming and and getting down on here. I was like, Yo, what is that? It was it's pretty hot. It's, it's a good song. So y'all yeah, check that it out. Yeah, No Love though. You know, we that, that's why it broke. <laughs> here we go. That's oh. why it broke. Cause she was on the chair. Uh. That's okay. I plead the fifth. We're going to plead the fifth. I'm pleading the fifth for this something. No love. You get to I, no love, Activated charcoal in seven seconds. That's what you, that's the ish for this week. That is the ish for this week. All right. So go ahead What's and moving next? on to our advice piece. Ooh. Make sure that you submit our advice to our Facebook at All Tea No Shade, our Instagram at All Tea No Shade Podcast, or our Gmail at All Tea No Shade Podcast at gmail.com. We also have a phone number that you can uh, go ahead and give it a call if you want to leave a voicemail. We take the rants, the voice recordings, we take the emails and the DMs, so come through. All right, Jay, I think you actually have the advice piece this week. Yes, I have the advice piece this week. It's kind of long, so y'all have to bear with me. This is submitted by someone who wants to be anonymous. Anonymous. Uh, Anonymous. So here we go. Okay, so long story short. It ain't short, by the way. That's how they always started. Yeah. <laughs> My ex-husband and I are legally married, but we have been separated for nine years. We broke up when our son with we broke up with our son with six months into relationship. He was violent, and we had issues with domestic violence. Seven years go by. He will call here, or there, visit it once in a while while I was in Florida. He lives in NYC. The NYC dudes, man. I'm telling you. The best dudes ever. <laughs> so sexy. Then around, then around when my son was eight, he was asked for my son to be sent to New York. At that time, he, he bought my son clothes and shoes and paid his way, asked if he could claim him on taxes for that year. I said, of course not. Two months out of the year was not grounds to allow that. Then the following year, I sent him for the summer. He came back with nothing but the same clothes from the year before. He says that he would rather buy him clothes and keep them there than send him back with new clothes and shoes. Not one birthday, not one Christmas was that man available or sent a gift for his son. 2017, he sent one child support check for $200. At that time, he asked me to send a receipt on what I spent the money on. I paid one of my bills. Come 2018, the IRS took back $3,000. He calls me and tells me that I should have signed the papers and that I am just waiting for him to be famous, to cash out. I have not signed the papers he sent me because I disagree with joint custody and having to go through 50-50 when he hasn't really had a relationship. He's a DJ. I call him DJ Deadbeat. He has been flossing for the gram for years while not one dime was sent to his son. He also has two other kids and a baby mama. I have two from another man. He also is an electrician. is going to school to be a producer. So please evaluate this. 
and tell me why do you think men why do you why do men think that child support doesn't include the bills that the child is living under why are some men so angry for paying child support please help me understand Wanna take this L? No, I feel like this is your wheelhouse. <laughs> Let's go. Wheelhouse. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm start it off from the child support part. I mean, well, he he's only sent two hundred dollars. He's only sent two hundred dollars, and far as she knows, he hasn't bought him any clothes in all these years or anything. So she wants to know why he doesn't think that the bills are included in child support, and why men angry about child support. Um. Well, I I could probably answer the the question about the why men are angry about child support. Um, some are, we, we as men probably feel like we're overpaying some things mm-hmm. um, because it, it, it depends on the amount that's, that's being paid. Um, some stuff is just not equal or you, you're paying more than what a child needs sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So depending on their age, they're going to after school care and you, you start evaluating things and, you know, you know what, what what a child would need or whatever. But this guy is only sending $200 in, I don't know, in total. In total. So that, I, I can't I can't defend him in any kind of way. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't defend him in any kind of way. But men do get, um, you know, they're getting raped by the system sometimes. And it's, it's, it's a little bit more. But I know you do have the, the, some women that say, you know, they, they want to add in bills, but then they start buying cars and everything, too, yeah. and they say that's a bill. So that's why men do get angry, because they will feel like they start paying for extracurricular stuff. Well, that's one of the things. Great, yeah. I mean, I feel like you can't... I feel like the problem, and I think it's hard to not, is that everyone be checking everybody else's... be clocking everybody else's um, payments, mm. what, they, what else they're buying, right? right? So yeah. if you're a man on child support and you buy a new car, maybe you decide to get yourself something foreign, then your baby mama shouldn't be clocking you like, oh, let me go ahead and, and redo this child support because right. all of a sudden you got a new brand new car and so you clearly are making more money, right? right? Not necessarily the thing that happens, but I think on the same reverse that the guy shouldn't be clocking the lady either. She might get a brand new car. Not necessarily you're the one who is paying for that brand new car, right? You might be paying for the bills, like in terms of the electricity bills, which you should help with, right? Because your child is living under that electricity bill, but you might not be paying that car note. So I feel like everybody just needs to stop clocking each other's bills. But I also feel like you shouldn't have... Child support should be something that the two parties ideally come together and discuss and decide outside of the courts. I think the court is only when you guys can't come to an amicable, reasonable solution amongst yourselves. And I think that's the biggest problem with, you know, child support in general is that everybody is relying on a third party system to figure out how to best support a child mm. right when really it's the mother and father that should come together and figure it out but they can't because everybody's petty and got emotions and everybody's clocking each other's bills right. instead of figuring out what is in the best interest of the child and on this advice piece i would say 
um, she needs to take his butt to, to court. Yeah. <laughs> you know, court is not ideal, but in this situation where you are, you've only got two hundred dollars from this guy who's out here flossing. Obviously, two hundred dollars, anyone can pay more than that. Like yeah. I know somebody who works at McDonald's who pays more than that in child support. Right. You know, so he's really not trying. And it's not to say that he says, oh, he picks the child up every weekend, so he's paying. You know. Other things other for right. other expenses, yeah. like he's seeing this child, you know, every summer. That's it. Is um, I don't know much about child support, obviously, but is child support supposed to be the bare minimum to raise to help raise a child? Is that what child support is supposed to be? You know what I mean? It's supposed to. I think to me, how I've and I haven't looked at it really in depth, but I think what it's supposed to be is if you guys were together, what would this child have been, have gotten? Mm. That's why you get like stars who pay a ridiculous amount of child support. Well, they make a ridiculous amount of money. Right. So yeah. if him and the baby mother were together, this is the life that that child yeah, would have lived. Based off the, the lifestyle of the, of the uh, person that's paying. Gotcha. The person that's paying it based off. They, because they you can't be Danny Warbucks, right. right? And then you know pay you know the standard amount, right? Mm-hmm. Your child might be able to live a decent life, but I, you're Daddy Warbucks. You better pay that billion dollars. Right. But I think that should also be like some type of uh, almost like a tax bracket. You know what I mean? Like if you you're this like this is what that child should be getting. Don't be just it's because that thing is all over the place, man. And they and they base it off your like entire income. They're not going yeah. off your strictly salary. So they want bonuses. They want you know what are you, what are you doing on the side? They want everything, and then they base they add that all in. They factor it in. Yeah, because yeah. they're going once again. They're basing it off of what that child would have been, the situation that child should have been in or right. would have been in had the two people stayed together. But as far as the advice with her, I just uh, I think she needs to do what you said earlier: take take him to court because um, you're not he's not sending anything, and then you're not sending it. He's, he's visiting, and then you're sending them back with nothing. Kids are growing; they're growing fast, so. For you to keep whatever that is and send him back home, and then when he comes back next summer, he can't wear those shoes no more. So why why can't you just send him home with the shoes? He's, he's not buying anything. It almost <laughs> sounds like she's almost kind of scared to go to court and for child support because she doesn't because he's also trying to get custody, dual custody. So I'm wondering if she's like, I don't, she doesn't want to give him custody because he hasn't done shit. And right. so she, maybe she's avoiding going to court to get more money because she knows that he's going to bring that up. And maybe she doesn't want to lose those rights. I mean, he can try to claim custody, but she, I'm sure, has a well-documented, like, it's well-documented that this child does not, is not with this man, right? Like, he can't produce any kind, like, the court will ask him to produce, you know, bills, ask him to produce the things he's paid for, ask him to produce the time he spent with this child. And he hasn't. He's barely spent child time with this child. He hasn't paid for anything. So I think it's a hard sell for him to say that he is deserving of joint custody. So I don't, I think if anything, she's nervous because this man used to whoop her ass. Right. And so there's I'm that. Trying to understand, I'm trying to understand I, the part where she says, come 2018, the IRS took back $3,000. And she sent me a screenshot. And the screenshot says, a screenshot of him sending it to her, or the text conversation says, take that 3000 and shove it up your ass. Hashtag still winning. Hashtag baby mama drama. So I'm wondering if I think she the got 3000 from him. Yeah, the IRS took $3,000 mm. from 
the baby daddy and gave it to her as for the right. child. Right. Ta- yeah, that's what's uh, happening. So he must be like in arrears or something. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's some like some arrear payments or something going on. Uh, to me, uh, we asked that question: Can he file on taxes? It sounds like he's just being simple minded, just looking for that quick come up. Or whatever, and I think that's. It sounds like that's probably the only reason why he wants his child to be there to file mm. for taxes. But if he's in a rearage or whatever, it's going straight to the to the mom anyway. I yeah. don't understand. I don't understand how you have men who have children who don't contribute to that. Tri- I just don't understand how you can have a little mini you in the world that you don't want to pay for and nourish or be in their life. I just can't get it. People do it every day. It's easier It's easier to be out of sight, out of mind, and they don't think about all the other things that that parent who's taking care of that child has to do. We have to wake them up, get them dressed. And right. I, I just think that a lot of men in particular are angry about child support because like Tony said, a lot of men feel like they are potentially getting shafted and they don't, they're working all this, all these hours and all that money is being taken, right. you know? And so is it right? Is it wrong? I'm not, I'm not one to say, I just think like Elle said, you, you should probably just be more involved in that child's life in order to try to balance it out, come to some kind of mutual agreement with the people or not, not the court. So. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a screwed up system to, to be, uh, for even get involved. So you do not want to be, especially in Florida, Florida, when that DUR gets involved, I, I'm a witness of it. They are some fraudulent people. They are mm. fraudulent, <laughs> and, and, uh, and they're going to do whatever they can to because most most when it gets in DUR hands, I, I don't I, I don't know this part. Um, but if it's been an administrative order or you know just a regular judicial thing, because uh, they, they're getting like a percentage of that child support. So let's just say example. Let's say a guy is paying a thousand dollars. That mom is probably getting eight hundred and something of it. You know what I mean? So it's it's a it's a money it's a money market for them as well. So it's a system you don't want to be in. <laughs> yeah, the system people act like it is the default or it's the where it's the first line of defense and it's not. The child support and going through the system should be your last line of defense. But that really requires maturity and it really requires two people who are really looking at the best interest of the child. And the only thing I can say to that lady um, bless her her soul, is... I mean, she doesn't even have to say anything to her child. I don't know if you guys saw that video. I did. Okay, there's a video... I, I watched part of it. I couldn't watch all of it. Because going I, it around Facebook. <laughs> and it's this woman. She's recording her child in the seat behind her. And she's like, baby, did you hear that I just called daddy? And daddy doesn't want to talk to you. And I've been trying. I'm trying. And the daughter starts crying. And it's like, daddy doesn't, I don't have a daddy. And But like this woman is completely egging her child on. She's manipulating her, right? She's manipulating her. She wants this child to know or to, to see, quote unquote, that her dad is a deadbeat. And so she's making it a big deal. Like, I called him. You still that I called him. This is why I don't want to call him. And like you know, your daddy doesn't want to see you, and I. But I saw pictures of them, the father and the child together, though. So I'm a little confused. Was it the, was who who was exposing who? Because I felt like the the father was saying, "Hey, I am part of this child's life." Right. I think the mother was trying to expose she the father, but she just ended up looking 
crazy because to yeah. me it was so obvious that she was manipulating and trying to like she the girl was happy in the very beginning yeah and she literally made that little girl ball crying because she's like i just tried to call your daddy your daddy doesn't want to talk to you your daddy doesn't want to spend time with you and i'm like yeah. why are you saying to this little girl yeah. like you just have to know mothers and this lady for the advice column is that you just do your part your children are watching you don't have to say anything they're watching, they see, they know what's up. And that goes to all the dead Pete dads. Your child is watching. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Especially when they get a certain age, you, you know, the feelings start getting involved. They, you, you know, man, you know when you're not wanted. And you pick that up real early. It's crazy. And any, any, any last parts for old girl? Should she file? Should she not file? Are we all going with filing? She should absolutely file she should file she should file for full custody and i guess i guess the problem may be that he you know he's a dj he would probably get cash under the table but i mean but but if they got three thousand dollars from irs clearly they're tracking the money somehow so she should definitely file he filed probably just enough but when you're dj and barbers and all that they they have money yeah (laughs) so miss anonymous go out there get your get what is due to you and Hopefully, you know, it improves from there. Hopefully, the father will change. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Like, I'm just going to put that good energy and juju in the world that he will realize that he is a daddy and his little son or child or girl or boy is looking at him and is watching him and is seeing him not make it where he needs to be and that it will prompt him to act accordingly. All right, with that being said, I think this sip session is done, y'all. That is it. That was a good sip session, man. Talk about some closure. Talk about some baby mama drama, father drama. All right, guys. You guys hit us up on our uh, Altino Shade podcast on Instagram, Altino Shade Facebook page, and let us know what you think about closure. And with that, deuces. Later. See you. It's life where I'm from, where I'm from. I'm my play where is he, where I'm from, where I'm from. It be like run your coat black. Jupiter keeps a fat beats by the pack where I'm from. Nappy hair is like we be reading marks where I'm from. The kids be rocking clocks where I'm from. They turn around.